0: This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com.
1: Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. Taiwan's military on Tuesday is investigating the crash of a military training jet that happened just minutes after takeoff near the southern port city of Kaohsiung, killing the pilot. As Rick Glowatt reports, it is the latest in a slew of air force accidents over the last few years.
2: Smoke rises on the outskirts of Taiwan's southern city of Kaohsiung on Tuesday morning. Five minutes after taking off from a nearby air force base, an AT-3 trainer jet signal disappeared from radar before it crashed. The city's fire service found flight debris and the body of the pilot. 23-year-old Lieutenant Xu Da Jun, President Tsai Wen, led tributes to the young pilot, expressing condolences to his family. The Ministry of National Defence is investigating the crash and the Air Force has grounded all training flights. Xu's death is the latest in a slew of fatal Air Force crashes in Taiwan. The country's aging 83 trainers were built in the 1980s and have been involved in 15 accidents, causing 10 deaths since they came into service. In March this year, Taiwan's Air Force grounded its fleet of Mirage 2000 fighter jets after one crashed into the sea, injuring the pilot. And in January, a pilot was killed when an F 16V crashed into the water off western Taiwan.
3: I, I think the uh, Taiwan uh, military will uh, take the uh, responsibility to investigate in such an uh, accident. Whatever the so called train, trainer uh, aircraft, the accident is cost of a uh, mechanism or uh, human failure. Anyway, uh, I, I believe that the uh, military will uh, try to build new uh, safety management to uh, avoid uh, such an uh, epicenter.
2: Taiwan's Air Force is on the front line of the battle against China's grey zone warfare. China, which claims Taiwan as its own, has upped threats to take the island by force, regularly sending military planes towards the island, forcing Taiwan to scramble its own jets. It is part of China's war of attrition to wear down Taiwan's military. As investigators look into what caused this latest fatal crash, the young pilot's death is another blow to an air force and a country, which, though not officially at war, is under constant threat. Chris Ma and Rick Lowert for Taiwan Plus.
1: For more on the latest breach into Taiwan's ADIZ, our reporter Jaime Ocon spoke to Gerald Brown, a defense expert based in Washington, D.C. He started off by asking about the significance of the latest incursion.
4: First off, let's see high number, right? There is about thirty aircraft, and uh, usually when we see a, an incursion with a high number of sorties, uh, I would say over ten or something around there. Usually, there's more of a political aspect of that as well as a training kind of a connotation there. Obviously, there's a few big things that happened the last week, and we've definitely seen the incursions ramping up. Uh, there was the recent Biden statement about a willingness to defend Taiwan. There was the uh, recent congressional visits to Taiwan. Uh, so a lot of different activities that you know Beijing could see as a slide of their one-China principle. In addition to that, there is the inclusion of the Su-35. And you mentioned
5: um, in this latest incursion, two Su-35s were included in the group of sorties. Can you kind of talk about the significance of sending these new type of aircraft into Taiwan's ADIZ?
4: China's had these aircraft for several years now, right? So I think the biggest surprise is that we haven't seen them yet, right? But uh, over time, we've seen slowly more sophisticated a little bit more sophistication in these sorties, so we could just say this is really indicative of the pla slowly growing more confident uh PLA modernization becoming a little more advanced but su-35 is an advanced multi-role fighter right uh they're probably going to be a key component in any uh kind of mission throughout the taiwan strait uh so it makes sense that we're starting to see these especially since they've had them for several years
1: Taiwan is stepping up efforts to vaccinate young children against COVID-19. The Central Epidemic Command Center is opening six large-scale vaccination sites in major cities on Wednesday. Five to 11-year-olds can get the Pfizer-BioNTech jab without an appointment. About 450,000 children in that age group have already been vaccinated. That's around 30% overall. Taiwan has taken delivery of over 1.1 million vaccinations doses meant for children. Many of the ch- child COVID-19 deaths reported in Taiwan so far had complications caused by acute encephalitis. This side effect has not been seen in most other parts of the world. To find out more, reporter Eric Gao spoke with Zhang Guanyu, a visiting staff doctor with Taipei City Hospital. He began by asking Jiang what's behind the encephalitis.
3: In the global experience uh, it's a really uh rare cases, but however it's seemingly higher in Taiwan. The previous uh similar experience is from Hong Kong but it, there is just uh, two cases is about uh COVID enzymatitis uh in child. The enterovirus type seventy one uh, have caused numerous uh child enzymitis in previous time, and Taiwan's public health have dealt with this situation for a long time and have reported a lot of paper. And now we just uh, copy the model of the uh, enterovirus to the COVID. So uh, our CECC and some uh, specialists in pediatric uh, to integrate a platform to collecting all the data.
0: Some COVID-19 patients have exhibited long-term after effects, even after recovering. Will these children who get encephalitis and still recover, will they suffer long-term COVID-19 effects as well?
3: It's a very interesting problem because the child who got the uh, virus uh, encephalitis um, is always uh, irreversible. It is our problem. Uh, even we have the monitone, that means to uh, decrease the brain's pressure, or uh, some steroid to uh, downgrade the information. So, the long term cause of the encephalitis, I think there's uh, no answer in Taiwan till now. This is a new phenomenon, and we need time.
1: After recovering from COVID, some people still feel symptoms like fatigue, nausea, muscle aches and general weakness. The effects can last for weeks and even months. The World Health Organization calls this long COVID. And as Bing Wang reports, one in five adults could experience this condition.
5: Taiwanese actress and singer Candy Yang was diagnosed with COVID-19 in the middle of May this year. After 10 days of isolation and treatment, the 33-year-old thought she had fully recovered from the virus. But less than a week after leaving isolation, Yang was unable to finish an interview. She said she felt nauseated, had chest tightness, and difficulty breathing. Her manager immediately sent her to the emergency room. Yang says she is suffering from long COVID. A condition where people still feel the effects of the virus for weeks and months despite testing negative. According to the US Centers for Disease Control, about one in five adults experience long COVID. It comes with a list of symptoms.
2: This is People
5: with long COVID have also reported migraines, muscle aches, and difficulty breathing. For the past two years, the global focus has been on saving lives and vaccinations. But as the pandemic enters its final phase, it seems those who've had COVID-19 may have to deal with its effects long after they've defeated the virus. Patrick Chen and Bing Wong for Taiwan Plus.
1: A previously unannounced U.S. delegation led by Senator Tammy Duckworth has arrived in Taiwan and met with President Tsai Ing-wen.
5: I am so pleased to be here to again reiterate that the United States stands with Taiwan and you will not stand alone. It is more than just about military, it's
3: also about the economy.
1: The visit comes shortly after Joe Biden's trip to Asia, during which the U.S. president launched the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework. Taiwan is not included in that plan, and this congressional visit is being seen as a show of Washington's continued commitment to Taipei. The delegation will meet with Taiwanese security, economic and trade officials before leaving on Wednesday animal welfare activists are calling for an end to the practice of giving away animals as prizes or gifts in Taiwan's night markets. Ryan Hoko-Patrick has the story.
0: Elsewhere in the world, you can expect to win stuffed animals at fairground games. But in Taiwan's night markets, real live animals are often the prize. A matter of concern for animal rights groups and conservationists. Also for sale, these small animals are often weaned from their mothers too early, weakened by malnourishment, and kept in cramped, unsanitary conditions. And they can die suddenly if left with people who are unprepared to care for them properly. But some animal lovers say more should be done than just encouraging potential night market buyers to
1: think twice.
0: For many here, taking home a new pet from a night market is a fond childhood memory. But animal rights groups are pushing for the government to put an end to it, calling it a cruel practice that teaches children the wrong lessons about responsibility and caring for another life. Piper Yeo and Ryan Ho Kilpatrick for Taiwan Plus.
1: Thank you for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit taiwanplus.com.